0: So I'm having a lot of success selling stuff on Craigslist and Facebook. In case, case you were wondering.
1: Uh, can you sell four tires for me?
0: Yeah. yeah
1: for real. Yeah. they garage. They came on my truck. They're too big now.
0: Well, but wait. So Randy is um in the market for a new car cuz KK's going to get her license mm-hmm. and I think we're so we're looking at the Lexus GX's, the little the mm-hmm. smaller, like the second smallest SUV. And they look, the reason why is because they look so pimp with big tires and like a leveling kit and a roof rack on the top. Like they're seriously legit. So would they fit on that kind of car?
1: No. Damn it. No, my, it's truck tires. I'm Josh Sigmund and I'm a mortgage lender. I'm also a geek for money, not just earning it and saving it, but literally everything about it. I love that money has rules. It has its truths. I love investment strategies and I love making money work for us. For so many, money is emotional. For me, it's logical, like a puzzle. My passion is also helping others with their money. I love looking at people's finances, dissecting their puzzle and rebuilding with strategy and purpose. And I'm really good at it. I'm making this podcast about my money strategies, not the things that are written in books or sold in programs. It's a podcast outlining the lessons I've learned and used for the past 15 years. These strategies help me and those who use them save more, give more, create wealth, and retire early. Let me teach you how to build your net worth. You ready? Welcome to Sigmund Sense. All right, welcome back to another episode of Sigmund Sense. We're going to have a good conversation today about. We had uh, a viewer ask an interesting question that was worth a, a long conversation about, which is how do you budget when you don't have a fixed income? Yeah, and I always
0: find this very. Yeah, it's very a lot when you
1: have a salary for 100%. sure.
0: 100%. So I think, yeah, there's a lot that can be uncovered about this for and sure. Un-
1: unwound and grab a dra- dra- little string and pull it. Absolutely. Layer um, off the onion. Yeah. So uh, I got in an argument about this with somebody uh, not too long ago. So it's really? actually interesting that you had a separate question on it. Yeah. Oh, funny. Uh, and, and it was, it's, you know, it's basically the, the whole thing of, it's easier said when you have a salary, but you know, when we we don't know when money's coming and going, you can't really budget. And I would argue the exact opposite. You know, of course you would. Well, it, first of all, I would argue because I like to argue. <laughs> Uh, but second of all, it's more important to budget when you don't know when the next paycheck's coming. Well,
0: that is very true. Right.
1: Sorry, <laughs> just, just, you're just not that what? exciting today. I mean, <laughs> God, joke. I'm sorry. Um, but um, first of all, yeah. So never true. Never true. So my point is, is that um, you know, what was your friend's example? Your friend was a is works in trains, right?
0: Uh huh. On the uh, for the railroad. So. Yeah. He could be working for three months and then not again for two months. Kay. But, you know, I think the same could be said really for anyone commissioned.
1: Realtors are a great example.
0: Realtors are a great example. But people that are commissioned only, um, you know, oil field people that are, you know, yep. I mean, there's just so many examples. How about, the, uh, how people. about
1: everyone's watched Deadly, Deadliest Catch, right? They're going to go out and crush it for oh, six weeks. That's or, what
0: they catch the crab, right? Yeah. <sighs>
1: The job I'll never do, by the way. I will never cold do, water. And thank meat you, don't go people, very far. for
0: doing that because I am a crab lover. Yep.
1: Um, so this is where this all goes to. So all those examples, and maybe this fits in your life. You could be a bartender too, right? I mean, you could. Yeah. You could have had a decent income for the last couple of years, and March sucked. April sucked, right? Mm-hmm. So, so my starting point is is that uh, you always budget. I don't care how much or how how little you make. You always budget. I don't care if you have a consistent income or you don't. You always budget. And Mm -hmm. uh, if if I don't beat that in people's heads then the rest of this whole show is a damn failure. (laughs) Um, Because, uh, you know, there's things that are going to be required regardless of whether you have the income or not, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, rent, at a very minimum, rent or yep. mortgage at a very minimum. You got to live somewhere unless you're living with mommy and daddy. And even mommy and daddy eventually start saying, hey, your room <laughs> right? costs 500 bucks, right? Yep. So managing whatever expenses you have is the key. And if you don't really track it well, then you're still going to get in trouble no matter what. So um, I had six or seven points that I think are are, are the most important things or and some t- tips in there too of how to manage it. Okay. Um, but. You know, I I don't want to skip over the first 10 episodes, right? Which are all basically that you got to track everything. You got to know when your money's coming in, what's going out. And even if the money coming in is zero, you still have expenses going out, right? expenses, right. Whether it's life insurance or health insurance or car payments or Mm -hmm. car insurance or house payment or whatever else, you still have to track it. So I think tip one most expensive thing is, is that especially if you're on a shoestring budget, whatever that means to you, that the, the number one thing you've got to manage is manage for the lowest expenses. Like, because you you know you know, I think about a realtor. The realtor might go literally three months making no money, and then all of a sudden they make thirty thousand dollars in a month, right? Right. right. So, um, you know, you, then you ask, of course, that that realtor on that month, like, how much do you make? And they say, well, thirty thousand. No, 000. no, no. You made ten thousand dollars <laughs> a month a for the last three months, correct. right? And so, and that's a decent agent at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my point in saying that is, is that. You can't control the upsides, like the railroad guy that you were talking about mm-hmm. can't control when he's gonna get called up for another couple months. Uh, the crab guys uh, uh, are, cannot tell you how much of a haul they're gonna be bringing this season. Gotcha. You know, you think about all those funny, great TV shows like Wicked Tuna, and all the uh, other tuna fishermen. Like you can't Never pick one the one. thousand pound tuna bites versus the 300 pound tuna, right? Right, And yeah. that applies to everything that's got a fluctuating income, even small business owners. You know, uh, whether it's an online retail shop or it's a small mm-hmm. boutique shop in downtown Fredericksburg, you know, they still have this kind of fluctuating income. So the one thing you can control is managing to the lowest expense.
0: Managing to the lowest expense. Right?
1: So that's what you would start with, uh, in my personal opinion, is managing to that. Um, the second biggest point then is that, especially when you have an inconsistent income...
0: Meaning, so managing to the lowest expense, meaning that you take, at worst case scenarios... For everything to be paid. Yep. So essentially, is well, no, your survival it's, it's, number? It,
1: this is where you just don't allow yourself to get locked into long term monthly payments that are high, right? Like, okay. I, have to, I have to choose. If I've got a fluctuating budget, I have to choose the $250 car payment, not the $500. I'm managing to the lowest expense. Okay. I, I've got to be safe about, even though I want, and most of the time I feel comfortable, you know, if I make 30000 every three months mm-hmm. uh, as a realtor, as an example. You know in theory ten thousand dollars a month no problem at all buying 250 sales price well i would choose lower i would got it you okay. know i would choose a got lot it. lower because i want to manage to the lowest expense okay so this is um,
0: really choosing wisely what you're going to purchase yeah
1: um especially for the fixed ongoing expenses now there are things that i'm not i'm less concerned with that you can manage out of right like a gym membership as an example or a or, or the recurring things for, you know, TV shows, uh, Apple TV and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, because those have no contracts. But I think what I'm, I'm trying to point mm-hmm. out is mm-hmm. any long-term contracts, you've got to make sure those are managed to the lowest expense, it. Okay. right? You just can't be willy-nilly with it because it doesn't take long to get in trouble. I've got a, a dear, dear, dear friend of mine that uh, got furloughed early on in this whole mess. Mm-hmm. And he had the reserves to go through three months. Um but then the furlough got extended another three months. Right. And so, you know, he's having to have some, make some very difficult life choices. That's
0: really hard because by the book, he did everything right.
1: He did everything right. Yep. Had his, exactly had right. his
0: safety net, had his, yep. his float accounts, all that. Best yeah. laid
1: plans. Right. Best laid plans. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what, he, what he's what he been doing and he's, been, he's done it better than most is he made some choices early about what to cancel mm-hmm. early. But... Um, the whole point is you just last longer in the in case of emergency button gets hit, yeah, um by managing the lowest expense. So that's the first okay. step. So when you move on past that, uh, unfortunately, the the second thing I want to point out is for the most part, this is the group of people if they've got fluctuating income, they probably have ten ninety nine income or mm-hmm. small business income. Um, or commission income. Mm-hmm. And the second biggest thing is you gotta, gotta, gotta have a tax account. You gotta manage for the taxes. Yes. So what, what, one of the problems that, you know, I'll use that realtor example again, is they go month one and two with no income. So they might be throwing some extra money on credit cards, probably leaving outside their means a little bit. All of a sudden they have a rockin' month and they make 10,000 or 30,000 bucks in that month. Um, well, the first 35% is going to the IRS. Whether right. they like it or not. Yeah. Right? Just because they had $30,000 hit the checking account doesn't mean it's their 30,000 bucks. But I think bucks. people do that though. 100% they do. All right. Because they don't budget and they don't separate their accounts. Or
0: or it, it's needed. So it probably, right. my want, my guess yeah. would be that it gets into this mindset cycle of, I need it because I'm behind in these certain areas, so I will make it up. Next time I have a big yeah. check, or I, you know, the next time I have a big yeah. uh, a big income month, I'll double or I'll cover what yeah. I what I missed.
1: Well, and that's the problem is people make decisions in the best of times, not the worst of times. You know, I, yeah. I, uh, some of the TikTok followers got a <laughs> pissing contest with me because of fifteen years versus thirty years, right? And the yeah. truth of the matter is, get a thirty year mortgage, like, overpay. Yeah. don't get a fifteen year mortgage. I, I don't know what to say because you're managing the fixed expense, right? Yeah why do people make that 15-year choice most often is because they're having a really great year or two or three. And um, and, and I clearly, there's a point where you have enough cash reserves, you've got a job of 15 years, mm-hmm. enough cash reserves, enough cash reserves. I'll say this 30 times, enough right. cash reserves. You can refinance back out of it to a 30 if you needed to. So yes, there's a time and place to do fifteen-year 15-year mor- 15 mortgages. But for the lion's share, when people are starting off, they don't have reserves. Let's go back to that point. Then yeah. you do a 30 year mortgage for the lowest f- fixed expense. Um, and overpay if you want. And overpay if you want to. So, but going to this, this thought process is it, it, what I was trying to say is people make decisions in the best of times. Mm-hmm. I try to make decisions assuming the worst of times.
0: I love that quote
1: so, okay. so much. Well, there's a great book that starts that way. It's the best of times, it was the worst of times. It's Tale of Two Cities, uh, one of the best books of all time. So, I, <laughs> yes, I'm stealing some literacy, uh, literacy. Li- liter- literary uh, <laughs> uh, remarks, but. Um, but yeah, you've got to make decisions with the, with the worst of times in mind. And so exactly what you just said is spot on. So let's just use that example of $30,000 paycheck after three months of no paycheck, they might've charged up their credit cards a little bit that God forbid, they want to change your life, right? The way that they operate and run. Mm -hmm. So now they just, uh, they want to pay off all their credit cards and get back to square one because they assume that, Hey, I had a big month. I'm pulling myself out of this. I'll have a big month next month as well. Well, yeah. So you don't know what size tuna you're going to catch next month, right? Right. So, you just have to remember if your income is fluctuating that that is literally not your money. The mm-hmm. 30, 35% off the top or 30% whatever your tax bracket is, better way to say it, it's literally not your money. So,
0: This is hard too because right. this is what we talk about. Um, you know, w- bumper pads are so important for me personally and being able to have a, so a bumper pad for me is that shit's already. What is wrong with this? It's already taken care of. It's already it, taken out of my right. account. um The savings is already taken out yep. of my check. It's already it's already taken care of. I don't have to actually yep. put, pull the trigger, push the button. And, but your husband gets
1: variable income. That's right. You have tax money. Says so right outside. exactly.
0: Yep. Which is what we need. We need to talk about that. But um, but. This is hard. It's it's a mindset of doing the right thing even though it sucks. Yep. Like pulling off thirty five percent of your income and having to yep. manually go through that action. That's very difficult. So it yep. takes a lot of a lot but of discipline. Goes, and mindset. But you just
1: have to remember it's not your money. And you know, yeah. I'll give you another example of a different friend of mine, a very close friend of mine, another friend. Right. So variable income, commission income. Um, you know, had a great run for a lot of years, had a really bad one year, right? The, well, the problem was, is that the great run with the, with the good years, what ended up happening was he was putting money in paychecks and doing some different spending habits and he owed the IRS a lot of money and then he was going to pay it off the next year. But the next year was the year that the income fell. Mm. Well, just because your income went down this year doesn't mean you don't owe last year's taxes, Right. Right. So what invariably happens, you know, at some point the IRS comes and gets your shit. At some point the, the IRS will uh, do a, a tax lien against the property or they'll uh, garnish your wages or there's lots of different things that the IRS can do. So the only way to approach it is it's not my money. So get rid of it, get it out of harm's way, minute one, right? Yeah, immediately. And so that's a, a, a major budgeting issue for a lot of people is they don't separate it. It's like the separation of church and state. They've got to be different accounts. So get that money out of your, where you can see it, where you can spend it, just get it sent off. You know, I'm a K-1 income earner, right? Which uh, is separate of a couple other incomes, but K-1 income is, you know, if you own corporations or LLCs or limited partnerships, uh, specifically limited partnership for me is where my K-1 comes from. And so the the K-1 income comes in as a fractional owner and um, that's a lump sum deposit. Well, when my company is doing really, really well, that can be a really big check. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I'm not immune to it. Like I, I can go do bad stuff with money with bad <laughs> choices. I'm, you know, I, I, want to for sure. But the first thing I have to do, in fact, it's funny on the way over uh, to the office this morning, I found out on Friday that we we're going to get a distribution of one of my K of one of my K ones. Uh, for the um, for the previous quarter, and I literally called Katie and said, "I'm worried because our year is up this year. Mm-hmm. That I'm under collecting for taxes, ah. so please let my CPA know immediately because I want to like when that money hits right. in September, I want to write a check the IRS day one.
0: I mean, get it out. Get it. Already-
1: <laughs> I don't want to. F- There's a false sense of security when you yeah. look at it, right? So I think I'm done beating the the tax force okay, so accounts. But setting up a s- separate account for taxes if it's so not taken you, out of your paycheck. Is yes. this
0: literally a bank account or, or a money this? market or okay. something? Okay.
1: Uh, or just literally send it. I don't know if what to say. Like quarterly okay. you should be yes. sending taxes anyways if you owe it. Quarterly. A lot of people wait till the end of the year and see what the CPA says. Oh, it's like, oh, wait a second. Like you're that's not how you're supposed to do it. Got it. If okay. you have two years in a row, you've got to average off the previous year and you should be paying in taxes on that quarterly basis okay. based on what you would have owed last year, assuming it's gonna move forward this year. But if your income is going up, so congratulations, you your business is doing better or you are doing a better sales job and or your realtor business is building, you should be setting more aside and setting more aside for the taxes because that's where people get in trouble is. They're collecting based on what they paid in last year, not fully understanding the repercussions of making more money this year. Now, at the end of the year, they've spent all the money. And then the the tax lady calls and says, hey, you owe this much for taxes. And you're like, holy shit, I don't have it. Right, right. Because I spent it.
0: But if you're doing 35% of your income, it's on your checks, then... Well, How does that well not- be-
1: uh, because everyone's tax bracket is different. I think the highest one. You know, ah, gotcha, You're okay. right that, Got that it, yeah. you can get in the 40s in in Texas, anyways. And then you add in some state income tax for some viewers that are in different states, mm-hmm. like California's highest rate effectively is over 50. percent By the time you add in state income tax for California, gotcha. You do full for IRS uh, for uh, for federal, and then you add in another almost 10 percent for California. 50 cents of every dollar is wow. gone. You get to pay for everyone else. By the way, this is why I uh, I am somebody that believes in capitalism. Like you want people to make lots of money because those people pay for the taxes. Those taxes pay for the roads and for the city governments. Mm. Those yeah. taxes pay for the cops and the army and those taxes pay to give out the handouts to people that can't take, their, take care of themselves, right? Yeah. So I'm a big believer in... Capitalism, the opportunity to make a lot of money because those people pay a lot of taxes. Yeah. I guarantee you I pay a lot of taxes Yeah, you know, I don't yeah. try to hide from it. I pay a lot of taxes, right? So tax bills, tax bills, tax bills Okay, the third thing. Okay, so let's just say that you have a house Okay, and you've been there for a period of time one tool that I think is underutilized but is but if done the right way is very smart is getting a HELOC, a home equity line of credit.
0: Oh, we talked about this for me. Yeah. yeah.
1: When you have equity, it's the only way it works. So different states are different uh, in what the maximum is. But in Texas, as an example, you can take out a loan to value of up to 80% of the value of your property. Okay. So HELOC, H-E-L-O-C, is considered a home equity line of credit. Mm -hmm. What I like about it is you can apply for it in the good times. Mm Mm-hmm. But you can pull on it in the bad times. Okay. Right? So let's just say for easy numbers, somebody had a $200,000 house. They only owed a hundred thousand bucks on it. You know, 80% of 200 is 160. Then in theory, they can get up a $60,000 home equity line of credit. Okay. So okay. $100,000 mortgage or, or payoff. Payoff. Plus a $60,000 home equity line of credits. 160. 160 is 80% of $200,000 appraised value. Okay. Okay. So I've got a, I apply for in the good times when I don't need it, the HELOC. Mm. Okay. Because guess when you can qualify? Right. In the good times. So now I've got access to that cash that's in my property when I don't need it. Now, the point is, this is the in case of emergency button that I can push.
0: Right. Okay.
1: So now I've got this HELOC that I qualified for while I've got my job, not when I'm furloughed or whatever, right? And in the event of emergency where the train guy, Mm -hmm. he can utilize a couple thousand bucks to pay Cover for bills, his or... bills or mortgage, make sure things are going hunky dory. And then when he gets his income, yes, pay taxes first, but mm-hmm. then he can use that to pay down the HELOC. So uh, I, okay. So I, this, money. I,
0: this twists up my brain. So you have your $60,000 mm-hmm. and you, you get that money. It goes into a, no, no, b- no. no.
1: it's a line. of It's credit. a line of credit. So think of like a credit card tied to your house. Okay. So, so if zero, I... you apply you've got a $6,000 credit limit with a zero balance day one.
0: Okay. How do you use it?
1: uh, everyone's a little bit differently. Okay. But basically you can, I mean, this day and age digitally, you can access the money within 24 hours. Okay. So you call them
0: and say, Hey, can you put $2,000 in my account? Exactly right. Okay. Every bank's a little different. So, okay. So I need 2000. I transfer that into my account. Then that's when the payments start. And
1: you're paying interest only, only on the amount that's drawn. Right, so now- So interest on 2,000. So you're not on 2,000, not on 60,000. Okay. Exactly right. So it's variable. You know, most HELOCs are variable rates most of the time. So while rates are really low, it's really smart. You got to watch it. You don't want to carry a balance. And and you certainly don't want to eat up your equity uh, by buying stupid shit with your $60,000. Because if value. you do
0: a HELOC with that 60,000, well, what if you want to go do a cash out?
1: Can't. You, well, you'd refinance them together. Okay. Right, you refinance them together. Okay. but. I think the point is for the, the, you know, the topic of how do you budget for when, sure. when it's variable, that's something you can tap into to bridge a gap until your next big paycheck. And right? so
0: the payment that you make, now that I have my 2000 mm-hmm. that next month, I'm going to have an interest-only payment...
1: On the 2000 On the 2000 Not on the 60
0: And I pay that until I've paid back my 2000 Well,
1: interest only. So you just you could carry the $2,000 balance and definitely paying interest on it. But when you get your $30,000 realtor paycheck, right. you can write a check for the 2000 bucks and go back to zero. Go back to zero. And it's oh, not, okay. and it's not it. closed. You can so now I've got a zero balance again. And you can keep this for three years, four years, five years, forever. And so it's when you need it, you can tap into it. You know, you think about... a great example would be for a a younger couple, right? That doesn't have the ability to drop a $14,000 check on an AC. Oh, okay. Right? Well, it is your house. You still need the AC for sure as shit in Texas when it's 108 degrees. Um, So you can go get that with a HELOC. Now you're paying interest only on your 14,000. You weren't planning on that expense. Right. And then as your paychecks kind of progress over a year or three or five, you pay it off. Right?
0: Okay.
1: Uh, Now. Worst case scenario, let's say that the tides have gone against you permanently, your job is being Uberized or your commission sales are going down or whatever, and you don't adjust your fixed expenses fast enough. Mm -hmm. Worst case scenario is you sell your house. But when you sell your house, it pays off the principal and the HELOC. HELOC. So, and you're pretty well insulated because at least in Texas, there's that 20% that you can't access anyways. So you should be able to get out of your house scuff free right? Um, Older couples, I think it's very smart for going into retirement because Mm -hmm. there can be expenses that, you know, you've got a, in theory in retirement, you have your lowest income Mm -hmm. and it's typically fixed, whatever it is, social security pension, or you're drawing off your retirement accounts, right? It's at the lowest point of your career. So my point is, is that um, if you, before you retire, get that HELOC. So you've got that because you know, the, probably the busy, biggest expense in, in, in for elderly is medical expenses, right? right? So, yes, it can be covered uh, depending on the type of insurance or Medicare or Medicaid. But if you've got some means, you're going to have to cover deductibles or things like that, which can be super uh, damaging, um, you know, when you're older. I mean, it's so the frequency with this,
0: of it. So, would, would you consider this your three months worth of living expenses? No, 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 no. no. This is the, the this emergency. Is... This
1: is punch the ticket of, I need help. Okay, so right.
0: ideally, you would have your three to six months yeah. of And that was going to be the third e- one, which okay. is
1: a higher reserve balance. Okay, cool. When you've so got you, a variable income. So
0: this is not in place of, no. this is like extra, extra, extra yep. safety net. Yep,
1: yep, absolutely. It goes okay. back to... um the third point that I really wrote down is you've got to make sure that your reserves are larger than average. Okay. This would be actually
0: number four, because HELOC was number three.
1: I went from uh, reserves taxes or budget uh, budget taxes, HELOC reserves would be number four, you're right. Okay. So, so number, number four, four for reserves. So we always talk about how if your salary three months is pretty doable, right? It's long. Of as your you, survival number. Of your survival number. Which just
0: for to to. Go over that definition again. The survival number is what is the cost that it takes every single month for you to keep the lights on and and pay
1: the fixed recurring the, bills. Yes, like yep. you know, to make your world. Go this around. is
0: not the excessive stuff. This yep. is how do I keep the lights on, people fed. And a roof over their head, yep. this is the, okay. And the
1: typical answer prior to 2020 would have been three months survival. Uh, I think in one of the episodes we talked about probably in April, uh, yeah, go to six or 12. Yeah, because, well, and you did separate the difference yeah.
0: between W-2 employees and self-employed or commissioned. Mm. Um, and really the numbers should be closer to nine, if yep. I remember correctly, is what you yep. said about- Longer, the more, of, yeah.
1: It's not always possible. And that's why the HELOC mm. kind of comes in as, a, as an option. Um, but it really goes back to make like when you think about worst case, like I always talk about the the D's, right? The D's are always the bad one mm-hmm. uh, drinking, drugs, oh, divorce, disability, and death. Ask. Those ones will screw up your finances real quick. Yeah. Uh, I wish that furloughs would be, be another D word, but it's not. So let's do that, you know, add that one in there as well. It's the unexpected. So when I, when I think about reserves, you also have to think about your re employability. Mm. So let's talk about that concept for a second, okay. right? So I've got a really good friend of mine whose mother is in her 60s and um, she had a 14-year management job at a major retail company that everyone knows the name of that will not say Um, that major retail companies don't care about people this older lady beautiful older lady who's young at heart um, does not have the ability to pick up the stuff Uh. that she could pick up when she was in her late 40s and early 50s yeah And, uh, they used this whole down cycle as an opportunity to get rid of her, right? Yeah. So now you're in the middle of the pandemic and you're 65 years old woman, uh, whose last 15 years of employment was in, you know, labor in retail, right? Like the back office kind of stuff, the, Mm -hmm. you know, back management. So what's the reemployability, right? Um, Longer than average. Yeah. That's the answer. I don't know what the, the answer is, of course, you know, there, there's a spot uh, for any hard worker. Sure. Uh, give enough time, and, you know, but mm-hmm. you got to have enough time to do it. And right. the income, especially if there's a change of job, occupation, uh, you know, certainly duties, you're not, it's not all transferable. Exactly. So the income might be decreasing. And so, with all that being said, that's why it's to say reserves, 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 yeah. reserves. Um, You know, it's it's really interesting now going into the, what the fifth month of the pandemic here, yeah. right? There are some super big winners and losers in this in this in- environment, right? You've got
0: that's what that is. Ju- that's what's so interesting. It's su- like there's it's, no in between.
1: It's like you fell is, on the yes. right side of the equation, or you fell on the yeah. wrong side of the equation, right? So, and there's
0: people that can do everything normal like nothing really has changed Changed or it's gotten better and then others that is complete devastation chaos and which i think is why there's so many people that argue the point of you know you really can't you can't judge people on how they feel about Mm -hmm. the pandemic. You can't, you know, judge how they feel about social distancing or self quarantine isolation. You can't because everybody is in such a different season of their life with different circumstances that we're not all in the same boat, unfortunately. And it was just very, you you had to really be sensitive about stuff. I
1: don't want to quote the exact number. Uh, I, I think I know off the top of my head, but, Um, of the Fortune 500 companies is a very, 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 very small percentage that are crushing it. Mm. But they're crushing it so so big that they're kind of carrying the weight of the Fortune 500. But the majority of them are... Sucking gas right now. Yeah. Ugh. Like not good. Um you know, but you th- I mean it's the obvious things. It's basically anything, internet, you know, I mean, uh, Apple, Amazon, anything that's delivery of food or goods mm-hmm. to your doorstep, anything that makes your ability to social distance easier. Yeah. Zoom meetings, you know, Zoom the company. Uh all those companies have been freaking crushing it. Yeah. Um and and so many others are are losing big, right? Yeah. And so the reason why I bring that up is that that's why I, I kind of tie back into if you've got a great job right now and things are going really well, don't spend your money. Say build your is, reserves. Be saving, yeah. uh, and there's two reasons. And I'll, I'll say this too, as a business owner to business owners or just because it makes sense. And then also it applies to the CEO of your household too. Mm-hmm. Right? So the reason why I'm sacking way cash right now is twofold as a business owner. The first answer is, is that Um, I do believe that there will be opportunity to to invest in different areas in the next 18 months. So what are those opportunities? Whether it's the stock market crashing again Mm -hmm. or whether that's in real estate that somebody has to sell because they can't afford it anymore because they lost their company uh, or whether that is in buying another business that is suffering, there's definitely going to be opportunity on the horizon for cash. But I also because I think in terms of worst times I also think for my own company. Sure. Just because things are going great right now does not mean they're going to be great in 18 months. Absolutely. And so I want to in you know in the in the words of like the movie or the TV show Survivor, outwit, outlast, outplay. The outlast part is have lots of freaking cash reserves for the company and for my 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 personal situation. Yeah. Cuz I don't have to outlast uh everybody. I just have to outlast the majority of mortgage j- companies because if mm-hmm. most of them go away, there'll be plenty of need for me. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So it's it, that's that's my reason about cash. And it's the same thing for the CEO of a household, right? Um, one question I posed to some of my coaching students, uh, you're on one of the calls actually, was I look back at 2007, eight, and nine. And I was a young man at the time, younger man at the time. I'm still young, damn it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Middle aged.
0: <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> Well, well, you're very young, uh, you're young pandemic, hurt, at I, least. I
1: started to gray out, I did start to gray out uh, I here know, my, uh, at, I when know. I turned 40. Uh, but my point is, is that I, th- I thought, I think about a lot right now and I signed it to my coaching students. It's, um, what do you, what do you miss out on back in 08, 09?
0: I mean, this what has, do you has li- my head what, twisted right, What up. do you
1: miss out on the last 90 days? Yeah. And so what, what do you not want to miss out on the next 90 days? Right? Exactly. So I, I think back on, so I was in real estate already back in 2008. And man, I wish that I had cash reserves, you know, I could have bought half of San Antonio for a 50% discount, it seems like, uh, compared to what they're worth right now, obviously. And, you know, if you don't have the cash set aside, then you just can't do it. But then you look at the last, you know, uh, 120 days. So not that I'm suggesting for people to go invest in individual stocks right now, but you know, if you invested in Tesla back in November, you freaking crushed You're it. A if happy you invested camper. in Amazon or Apple or some of these other companies, um, you Zoom, you crushed it. Zoom was such an obvious one, and right? I missed like, it. Right? Well, I missed it. Right? Well, like I, I literally went from a company that does everything face to face, all meetings, I mean, everything, everything, everything. To I haven't had a in like this is my one meeting. Yes. <laughs> Right. Uh, with you or every or other every week, I guess. Yeah. But outside of that, I don't have any interaction with exactly. my team, with my clients, with my agents, other than phone and Zoom, mm-hmm. right? Well, that was stupid that I didn't invest in Zoom as soon as it started because it's like my entire company shifted and lots of companies did. Yeah. Separate of that, you know, so... You they went about, straight
0: to the top of the charts with as far as what online, what, you use, what, platform. what video platform you're going to use. It yeah. is just an overwhelming, like there's no question. It's just Zoom.
1: Yep. I mean, and, people and there's understand. a lot of others. What's cool is my my clients that would, you know, think of older clients that would never do a Zoom meeting six months ago. Dude, you know, I've had 75, 85-year-old yeah. clients. They're jumping on Zoom meetings with me and I'm waving at them because I didn't do yeah. really alone 10 years ago and I get to see them again. And it's like, man, I want to hug you, but yeah. I can't do it, right? Um, my point in saying this is what, what, you know, if you think that way like I do, what should you be looking for? What's the next thing for the next six months? If you have extra cash reserves, I know it's you don't so have cash reserves, it doesn't apply because we got a budget. So let's move on. Um, another trick I used to do myself. So this is one I know okay. for sure helped out for because in insurance sales, same thing. I first every other month I was getting a zero dollar paycheck, right? Mm-hmm. And it took some time to get that building. Uh, I would always pay ahead on my rent or pay ahead of my mortgage. Oh, okay. Right. Like of all things I want to make sure I was for sure covered. Yeah. That thousand dollar a month rent. That's was smart. Maybe done. So
0: boom, here's two months. Here's two months. We're good. Right. Okay. Um
1: and then when things kept going well, great. You know, uh, paying ahead on your mortgage, you to, one key you have to make sure of is there's two ways to do this. It's you're either paying ahead of payment or you're applying towards principal reduction. So mm-hmm. what I'm saying is actually paying a month ahead or a two month months ahead, ahead, not applying towards principal reduction. So when you do your online payment or you so make you a phone So you have to call, notate that, right? Make sure you're doing it the right way. But you don't want it to apply towards principal reduction if this is what you're trying to do for your your inconsistent income stream. It's just get ahead a few months. You can do the same thing with cars. You know, um, you know if you- So how does
0: that work if it's a mortgage and, um, and you pay two months, do you have to say this is two months worth Mm -hmm. at the time of payment so they won't hit you for
1: late? Exactly right. And then what happens, same thing with cars, your next statement date will show some crazy month in the future. So um, now that's bad when you're trying to overpay to reduce the principal. So you got to separate this in your mind. This is for budgeting on inconsistent paychecks pay ahead. If you have the cash, you're not worried about it, you're not worried about floating money, and you want to overpay your mortgage, mm-hmm. you have to make sure it's notated that you're doing additional principal reduction. Okay. That way it takes term off the life of loan. An overpayment takes term off a extra payment or paying ahead. Just just you're, if you, instead of having a payment in July, you're having one in August or September.
0: So, And so the biggest fear there is that you would get hit for a late payment or a missed payment if, you, if oh, it wasn't. If it's,
1: apply, if it's applied towards principal okay. and you just don't pay for three months, you're getting late payments.
0: So the other thing yeah. you could do, I, I'm a... I'm, assuming is putting, just making that payment to yourself in a savings account. You could do that. Yep. If you had the discipline um, enough. This goes
1: back to uh, at that time in my life, uh, money in my hands was being spent. Right. And so that's, was,
0: that's the asterisk. If you have the discipline enough. If
1: you have the discipline. To not touch mm-hmm. it. That's the same reason why to this day, I want to get rid of tax money as soon as I can, right. because. I'll, oh, I'm, you know the boat yeah, I, I live in. I'm you. like, yep.
0: get, I need all the bumper pads I can get. Don't let me see it because I just can't be trusted. Yep.
1: Um, any questions about that one before we go to the next point? I don't think so. Pay okay. ahead on whatever
0: you can. So it, this is uh, rent, mortgage, cars.
1: Just the basics, the basics that you okay. for sure need. Like the the things that you would not let go. Get that, or, get that or
0: is another way to look at it, what would have the biggest effect on your credit if missed?
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right? I, I mean, you way, don't yet.
0: want to... Um, you don't want this situation to now cause future problems and you yep. can't refinance, you can't buy something new yep. like...
1: One uh, another good one, actually, uh, that's easy to do this way that's bite size, is paying your insurance a year in advance because mm. insurance pay you like you're gonna have a car, whether it's a shitty car or a nice car, you're gonna have a car yep. for the next 12 months. So get it out of the way. Like, I, I yeah. always opt for annual payment on car and house because you save money. If you look at the billing cycles, you pay more for monthly, you pay less for quarterly, you pay less for semi annually, you pay less for annual. So I save money anyways, and I'm gonna have the insurance. So that's, that's a, interesting. Yeah, so you pay it out in, in advance and you just don't have to worry about it anymore. We're
0: actually looking at changing insurance, auto insurance right now. So maybe I will look at that. Look, look at paying
1: it in advance. That'd so if you have a fun. good month, then yeah. pay it up and be done with it. Uh, the key, the, the problem there is making sure that you have a reminder in your calendar of when your to next payment's due. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna get the, Letter in the mail, but how many of us at this point missed letters in the mail, right? Yeah,
0: but that's uh, also a equi- like that could be roll into whether you escrow your taxes and insurance yep, or not, right? Because absolutely. Absolutely. you just
1: pay. Yep. All it's at once. not an option if you are if it's included already. But car insurance, absolutely yeah, for right? sure. Cool. Um, other things I think are super important because you still want to spend money. This was in a one of the topics that we were kind of to tossing around, which is. Okay, I'm making money. When can I spend when it? When
0: can I spend all this? Right. That's what I get hung up on. I'm right. like, well, I'm broke again from saving. Like, am right. I ever gonna get to spend any of this?
1: Um, the my answer there is you have to actually create a vacation account or a spending account, right? Like something totally yeah. separate again. Yeah. That you can fill up and when it's filled, then you bu- then you do it. Um, because the grind is the grind, and we talk about this all the time, and it's real, and budgeting sucks. No one really likes it. I don't like it. I don't no. like it. I do it because it's important. Um, it's kind of like, and this is a, a analogy I've been thinking about a lot, but it's so true is like, I don't really love brushing my teeth, but I still do it twice a day, right? right? Um, because it's good for you. Like, because otherwise good, yeah. your teeth will fucking fall out in a couple more years.
0: And they're way expensive to put back in your face. Yeah, race. way
1: more expensive than just brushing your teeth <laughs> twice a day, right? Teeth. And it's more attractive to look at too, which is always a good thing. Um, so that's why I budget is because it's healthy, right? Yeah. Um, but you know what's
0: interesting to- about budgeting too is it's almost, I equate it to the greatness tracker. For those of y'all that don't know, the greatness tracker is a sales tool for how many calls you're supposed to make a week and how yep. many people you're supposed to see. And so once you operate off of that sheet for so long, it's almost like you don't really even need to write it down because the, 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 volume. the because the way that you feel when you're on track, like you know when you're on track. But more importantly, you also know when you are like way behind. Yep. You can feel it. And it's the same thing with budgeting. It we're so used to it that I can feel yeah. pretty instantaneously when my spending is more than it normally is or should be. Yep. You can feel it. Yep. You just the, the number of swipes, the number yep. of whatever.
1: It's a feeling bad when you when you drank too much the night before and you wake up I and don't you're really like, know anything Where, where did that, that cat come from? <laughs> that took a crap in my mouth. Oh <laughs> it's damn cats. Damn cats. But yeah, so um, the the when I when I go on the next thing here, um, separate of like a vacation fund or a spending fund, or you know, separating for a husband and wife to make sure you don't get in each other's controlling issues mm-hmm. as far as how to spend money. When you move past that, you know. Uh, the beginning was at the, with the end in mind. I think the most important thing in business, which also is business with your own personal money, mm-hmm. is if it's a good decision in a bad time, it's a good decision in a good time. right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it applies most to this group of people the, that have these fluctuating, inconsistent incomes Right. that you've got to make emotional decisions before they're emotional. So let me give you an example. Um, by when will you cut bait and run? By when will you sell this thing? By when will you fire an employee? By when will you do these things, right? So let me explain what I mean by that as a business owner with employees. uh, I love my people. In my entire career, I've only had to lay off four people ever um, that were because of my lack of production. It was a horrible experience because two of the four people, I officiated their weddings. Like I love these people. It really doesn't get worse than that. (laughs) It doesn't get much worse. I officiate these weddings. Um, but what is, what's interesting is because I track everything, 90 days before that happened uh, in general, and this is something for all of us to remember, I knew at what point in production we would have to make a business decision right. that was healthy for the longevity and life of the business moving forward. And so it was more of a if-then conversation. You know, not um, and I
0: don't want to interrupt, but I think this is important too. The transparency of metrics and books. Mm-hmm with a team
1: mm-hmm. or
0: with with a, a company of people uh-huh. with the employees if you're really transparent about it they it also know- gives us the ability to know too
1: yep like we like know when the guess. shit's going
0: wrong and it's not so yep. not that it doesn't suck any less but at least you can There's either not as much
1: of a surprise. you can work
0: harder yep. or you can do you can start making adjustments in your own life yep. that will come in handy if and when you are the one that gets let go yep. because you've been watching this trajectory yep. of, yeah, shit's going downhill. Like, yep. so I need to start protecting myself. Yeah,
1: so I love that you said that, but I think the same thing applies to your household, right? So going mm-hmm. back to the budget, you know, um, you know, I always made the joke of once you, the deferred gratification, once you get your iPhone or your Samsung, you're not gonna go back to a flip phone. Yeah. Well, we say that unless you have to. <laughs> like there's a point where you have to, not really yet, but until you have to. But uh, cars, uh, car payments, uh, the extra cars. A lot. Of, some people have a weekend car because it's fun and they're car people. Mm-hmm. Well, at what point are you going to say, you know what? I need to get rid of the car, not because it's not paid for, because there's insurance there's on that still, car yeah, and there's still, still expenses expensive. of caring, right? Or what that cash would do to offset the other debts? Or um, maybe
0: it's taking up space in a garage yeah. that. You have a, and you have a storage unit full of crap. So getting rid of that can offset this.
1: I mean. Yeah. And and, and this all goes all the way down the the road to when do you sell your house? Mm -hmm. So one thing, let's talk about that one for a second, because it's such a weird conversation. Um, It's weird to me that uh, distress sale foreclosures actually happen and why wholesalers are around that can swoop in with three days before foreclosure and buy a house in cash at a super discount. -hmm. It's because that family didn't come to reality soon enough. Soon enough, because here's what I mean. But let me give you an example of what all this means. So, what happens in every city nationwide is somebody owns a house that's free and clear that they inherited from, you know, their grandma or mother. Right? Uh, It doesn't even have to be free and and clear. It could just have a lot of equity. Okay. And things were great for years, Mm -hmm. and then they're not great. But we love the house. It's grandma's house, or I've been living here forever, or you know, I. we'll turn it around and they start missing payments, but we're gonna turn it around and they don't deal with them. The problem is they didn't make a decision before it was emotional, because it's always emotional, right? Because if they just made a decision before it was emotional of, hey, if we actually get 30 days behind on a mortgage, we know at 90 days they can foreclose, right? We know on average it takes 30 to 60 days to sell a house Mm -hmm. and close. So if you're 30 days behind on a mortgage and and things aren't looking up, you need to put the house in the freaking yeah, market. Sell it, yeah. Why? Because now at least when you sell it, you get all the equity yourself. Uh, and you're starting off your new life, whatever that means to you. Yeah. Even if you rent for a year, at least, you got at least you've got all the cash that you've the, earned. over. Which was of the
0: intention of why that right, person gave you the house anyway. It's right, supposed to be a gift. right? You know? and,
1: and, st- and even if it's not somebody gave it to you, you've lived there for 12 years. True, yeah. yeah. And now you've got lots of equity because it's a bit appreciating nationwide. Well, what ends up happening is people make it or they get emotional mm-hmm. about uh, lots of things. I mean, I can't imagine. Uh, yeah, I mean, except. it could be, I mean, be embarrassment, you know, for selling a house in a community. It could be. Or how about this? We um, have to live somewhere. We have to like, live somewhere. So
0: why, like why sell the house if we.
1: Disruption for the kids. Yeah. Uh, the real belief you're going to turn around, right? Yeah. The r- real belief. But all of it comes down to you didn't make a decision early. So going back to the business conversation, so this is what I'm trying to apply at home for this budgeting when you have these inconsistent mm-hmm. incomes, right? Um, I know exactly how many loans I have to close per month. Mm-hmm. And if it drops below that number for more than two months in a row, on the third month, it dictates who I've got like, go or how many people I have to let go. Yeah. End of story. Now, that's an emotional conversation i never want to have sure but i know the number because i made the decision unemotionally up front mm-hmm. so i can make i can deal with it if i if it comes down to it right and i'm working to make sure i don't have to do that because i don't want to lay people off um
0: but you know what we all know that number too.
1: right and i share that with my team which goes back to the conversations that are not had between husbands and wives
0: absolutely because a lot
1: of times you have a logical person in the household and you have an emotional person in the household mm-hmm. Yeah. And they don't con- converse about money. Mm-hmm. Or how about this? How many spouses literally don't know how good or how bad finances really are? Right. I know this because I see lots of divorces that happen. Oh, and yeah. one spouse like, holy crap, I didn't even know we weren't paying our bills in time until it was too late, right? Right. And so this goes back to having those uh, those important conversations up front while things are good. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, uh, and if even if you didn't do that, now you're in the, you're, you are listening, you're the one that's like, I know it's bad and probably worse than I think it was. Make a decision of if then. If we don't recover by this date, then I will execute A, B, and C to relieve the pressure, to get those, those expenses down, yeah. right? Um, my buddy that's in the room, Gabe, that's that's doing all the, the back work mm-hmm. on this. Uh, Rockstar. Uh, just bought a house. Woo-woo, uh, congratulations. In the last couple months. And of course, the it's made in the best of times, right? Uh, yep. Good income, good credit. He and his mm-hmm. wife are excited and they bought their house. And the advice I'd still give to him because he's he's in, you know, he did the right thing. He saved money ahead of time. His credit yeah. scores were great. I'm not going to get into your personal details. But the advice I'd give him and anyone else is um, you've got to know when to punch out. Mm-hmm. Like there's a reason why fighter planes have an ejection seat. <laughs> right. It's not because that pilot wants to uh, literally let a billion dollar plane go down the ocean. Right. But sometimes it's better to let the plane go down than it is for you to go for down to with go it. Down. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. that's what I mean by start deciding on emotional things before it becomes emotional. Make decisions up front. Mm. I think yeah. that's that's the most important thing why like give budgeting advice to people that have these fluctuating incomes
0: it all, it all goes back to you have to be having the conversations though yep. because if you're and not you have to know your numbers you have to know your numbers and if you're not looking at it if you're not designating time each month to to review things you don't even went you don't even know how to, what the answer is we don't know yep. what the if then scenario is yep. you really don't know yep. typically you look up when shit's way past, like yep. it's, there it's is no other option. You have
1: a cavity when you start feeling it, not when the cavity started.
0: Correct. And so the only way to not have that happen is to be looking at it on a monthly basis yep. um, so that you can be forced to have these conversations yep. way before, yep. way before. It's almost like going to therapy when you're not fighting.
1: That's exactly right.
0: Like don't go to therapy when you start fighting. By the way, every <laughs> every
1: marriage counselor will tell you the same thing. Go to marriage counseling while you're happy. (laughs)
0: While you're happy. It's maintenance. Not to try and fix it
1: when it's too late.
0: I mean, think about the poor therapist that people come in and you're like, I, we, they already hate each other. It's like, what am I supposed to do with this as a therapist? Like, I don't know the backstory. I don't know if they've ever been happy. I don't know how long. Anyway. So, um, so I don't know if this was on your list or not, but I do want, I want to ask this question. Mm -hmm. So is it worth setting up a monthly payment, like paying yourself? So putting yeah. yourself on some kind of budget, maybe it is your survival number, yeah. and so you.
1: Yeah, that's a great idea. I know exactly what you're talking about. So let me explain it in the right way. Yeah. So if you're self-employed, uh, use realtors as an example. There's tax benefits as well, but you should set up your help. You should incorporate yourself. You know what the the attorney can tell you what type of uh, of partnership you should do, and you should pay yourself a salary. Okay. And. If you're paying yourself a salary, that's a fixed number, regardless if you make more or less than that, you start to manage your budgets out of that, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you'll make decisions. So. I guess
0: it doesn't. It still doesn't circumvent the. I didn't make, I didn't sell any houses this month, right? Uh,
1: ex- exactly right. But that way the P&L shows a negative. Mm. And when you see the negative for a couple months in a row, but more importantly, it also keeps you from spending too, it's more about not spending too much. When you, when, get, you get paycheck, when you get the big paycheck, right. Yeah. So, you know, using that $10,000 a month person, that's really a $30,000 every three months person, mm-hmm. they're paying themselves $5,000 a month, uh, salary, then and budget, they're actually managing their life out of right, $5,000 a month. To so, that. Right. So in theory, they've got, um, a couple three thousand, four thousand 3,000, 4,000 that they're paying their bills with, and they're still saving 500 to a thousand bucks out of that. Then that means that they still have 35% that's going to taxes and there's still excess that's building reserves. So right? they're
0: basically, so doing it that way, set yourself up almost like a W-2 employee in a uh, way.
1: It, it creates a better mindset like that. And that's the real issue is that people, um, when there is no HR department, right, and the check just comes in, the mindset is it's all mine. Mm-hmm. And that's where people get in trouble. Yeah, and and they usually don't fix that mindset till they get stung by mm-hmm. a big tax bill. Right? I also
0: think that um, overspending when you do get large lump sums of money come from deprivation or the feeling of being deprived that's from things that you yeah. don't like. You haven't been able to do. Yeah. Whether it's necessary things like a, a fixing something at your house yeah. that really needs to be fixed. Or I haven't gone shopping in this amount of time, or I haven't gotten any new work clothes in this so long. Right. And so you go out and kind of overindulge. It's like your cheat day and you just like gorge yourself. Um, So I think that has to be a piece of it too, of where that, like, you know, blowing all the money that, cause it's.
1: The main, the last thing I would, the last point about this and and we'll wrap it up for the day is, um, when you really get down to the nut cutting of it and doing the budget and there's this changing income that's going up and down, if you actually track everything month in a month out, you actually will come up with an average over time. Right. Like you can't base it off of the last three days or even the last 90 days. Mm -hmm. It's like what happened in spending and savings last year and how they compare to the previous year. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're doing a budget and tracking it long enough, then you know, it's not like, I. I have zero questions about paying bills right now. Even if you remove my assets, I'd be able to manage based on my earnings because I know what my average has been for A- the last couple of years, right? And that- Your average earnings. Average earnings. Okay. So if I, if I know what that average earnings is and I decrease it by 30% to be safe, then I can at least rely on that. And I don't care when the money comes in, like mm-hmm. K1s are distributed quarterly, right? right? Uh, they don't, or some in some companies, annually. So I'm not relying on that money. I know it's coming, but I'm budgeting off of this lower number yeah. over the course of the year because I know that what it's averages out to over over years of doing it, right? Yeah. So, but it goes back to track, do it consistently, and work, things. Well, work this out will better.
0: be fun to kind of unfold in our personal lives because Randy um, is has two jobs <laughs> that you know are they're self employed. I mean, yep. they're inconsistently consistent, <laughs> consistently yep. inconsistent, right? Yep. And so. Um, We are just kind of starting to enter that world of we need to start getting taxes set up and we need to, you know, do all of these things. And, you know, how can we really leverage this, this money because we have operated and built our budget around one single income, Mm -hmm. um, And now, so what does that look like, right? Blow it all, party! (laughs) Woohoo. Let's go buy cars and go to Vegas.
1: Well, I hope this was helpful, guys. Uh, Please like, subscribe, and share. Yes, and And send uh, us
0: questions to sigmundsense at gmail.com. Anything that you have questions about, want more information on, we'll be sure to get you great answers and also share that on the podcast.
1: That's right. We'll see you next time on Sigmund Sense.
0: Bye!